glory and the praise. We thank you all, those that are here in the sanctuary today and those that are online as well. As we get ready to dig, thank you, Lady Thomas, for praise and worship. Can you give my baby a hand real quick? Amen. Hallelujah. Let me see that mic, please. Uh, handling praise and worship and praying, amen. Praise there, we, there we go, there we go, there we get that. There we go, praying first, lady, amen. To give God glory for that, all right. We thank you all. As uh, a lot of people know, you might not know, we've been in a series titled VIP, all right. So VIP is the name of our series, and you would think, uh, obviously, we started off with VIP is what very important person, right? We know what VIP means. You're a very important person. If you're in the VIP section. You would consider very important, amen. Well, everybody's in the VIP section when it comes to God, amen. And you are a very important person when it comes to God. So from that title subject, we've kind of worked. So last week, we did victory and praise, amen. It's also VIP of victory and praise, amen. So we're going to continue in that vein. Today, uh, if you have your Bibles, tablets, or phones, or either if you don't, the scripture will be on the screen. Daniel chapter 6 is where we'll be at today. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. And it reads as follows. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. When his windows opened toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he always done, giving thanks to God. Amen. So today's VIP would be victory in prayer. Amen. Victory in prayer. There were a group of monks that were taking a walk in the woods and all of a sudden, or in the jungle, excuse me, and all of a sudden a lion came out. Four monks, they take off running, scared for their life. They're running. It's a lion chasing them. They don't know what they're going to do. They're running. So naturally, they're monks. They begin to pray to God. They pray and they ask God, please convert this lion to a Christian. Therefore, he can't eat his brothers. We are all Christians and we're all brothers in Christ. Convert this lion. So they run and run and get caught in the dead end. The lion gets down and begins to pray and bows his head. Our Father who art in heaven, they begin to thank God because their prayer was heard. And the lion said, Lord, thank you for this food and this meal that we're about to receive. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs> it's a little joke, it's a little joke. But on a serious note, prayer is important, y'all. Prayer is extremely important. So we're dealing with Daniel today, man. So let me give you some backdrop so you understand where we're coming from. So Daniel was taken into Babylonian captivity. Uh, Daniel was a teenager when he was taken into Babylon, all right? So Daniel lived amongst Israel, the Israelites, and they had disrespected God. They continued to live how they wanted to live, do what they wanted to do. And while the false, false prophets kept saying, look here, God's going to bless y'all. God's going to take care of y'all. Jeremiah has something else to say, amen. That's a whole other message yeah. that, that some false prophets was giving some false hope. But Jeremiah said, nah, y'all better obey God or y'all going to be in trouble. So Jeremiah 10 and 11, one of our favorite scriptures, uh, he said this, for the Lord said after 70 years, are completed in Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work toward you and cause you to return to this place. So God told him after 70 years in Babylon, then you'll be able to come back to uh, Israel. But he said, for I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, but of good and to give you hope. That's one of our favorite scriptures, but we must understand that scripture is rooted in their disobedience. That, that God had to send them away in their disobedience before he can do the good stuff in them, the thoughts that he thought of them, amen. We can't just claim that and not know where it comes from, amen. So what do we know about Daniel? Daniel was a teenager when he came to Babylonian, and as a teenager, watch this, he decided to fast. I know you probably heard of the Daniel's fast. 
Technically, there's no such thing as a Daniel stance in the Bible. Amen. But but what, what happened is that the king was giving out a, a captive that he thought was smart and intelligent. He said, look here, I'm going to give you all the king's food, the best of the king's wine. And Daniel said, you know what? I don't want to defile my body. I know I'm in y'all language. I'm in y'all territory. I'm in y'all area. But I still need to honor God. So Daniel said, I'm eating fruits and vegetables and water. I don't want nothing else. And they were scared to give it to him. But Daniel and his three friends showed to have more fat on their flesh. They showed to be more healthy than everybody that ate whatever they wanted to eat. Amen. That's a tip for us today. Amen. Yeah. That, that even though sometimes we need to take a break for some stuff. Amen. Yeah. So Daniel said, nah, I can't do that. So what happened? Because of their obedience, God blessed him and his three friends with spiritual wisdom and blessings. But David had another gift. Excuse me. Daniel had another gift. He could interpret dreams. Amen. So we know about Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, uh, Shadrach, Shadrach, Rashak, and Abednego. Amen. We know about his three friends and how they caught caught in the fiery furnace and God delivered him from that, amen. So Daniel and his friends, so King Nebuchadnezzar was the first king. He dies, then Beljar came in as king. So Beljar comes as king and he's just disrespectful. He says, you know what, I'm going to praise the God of gold, the God of wood, the God of steel, the God of silver. He praised every God but the God of the Bible, amen. So Daniel said, look here, the writings on the wall, king. You ain't going to make it through the night, amen. You stood at this meeting with everybody and gave everybody glory but the God of gods. So he died that night. So now King Darius is in, in, in rule now. And the Bible tells us that Darius ruled for 62 years. Remember I told you they was gone for 70. So majority of the time uh, Daniel spent in Babylon King Darius was the king. Alright? So I had to give y'all a little pretext so y'all can understand where we're going. Amen? Can't just show up in the middle of the movie. Amen? Y'all hate being late to the movie? I hate being late to the movie. I can't show up in the middle. I don't know what's going on. What's the plot? What's the man? I don't want to be two minutes late. I want to see the beginning of the movie. So I got to do the same thing when I preach. I can't start y'all in chapter 6 without giving a little backdrop. Amen. So Daniel 6, 1 and 2. Here we go. It said, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, the satraps might give an account to them so the king would suffer no loss. So Darius is a king and he's a man that has a plan. He said, look here, I need my kingdom to be tight and I like that. I need it to be secure so I got to make sure that I got a plan that everybody's in control. So I got 120 people to report to these three governors. And yeah. Daniel, who is a... From, uh, Israel is one of the 120, right? So you think, well, you know, 120 divided by three, everybody got about 40 people a piece is what I would think. Just doing some simple math. Not not super smart, but I can do simple math. Amen. So so I can divide that. So they all got about 40 people, and Daniel already had a good reputation. Think about this. He's a foreigner in their land, and yet he's a governor. That speaks volumes of who Daniel is already. Amen. That he's a foreigner in their land. He's not even one of those people, but he's made them a governor because a foreigner really shouldn't have anything in a foreign land. Amen. He should be beneath them. So look at this. Daniel 63. The man Daniel distinguished himself above the governors, the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Wow. I can't just skip over the fact it said Daniel distinguished himself above everybody else. Yeah. My God. I just can't evade that. Amen. That's too powerful to walk over. This brother Daniel was exceptional. Amen. He was exquisite. The Bible said he had an excellent spirit in him. Amen. It was because the excellent spirit in him got him to his promotion. Amen. I'm preaching to somebody. Amen. Right now on their job. I don't know where you at, but you want some promotion in your life. And Daniel got it because he had an excellent spirit in him. Amen. His spirit set him up for the king. Said, you know, what I might even make Daniel the ruler over everything. He need to be second in command because the boy is bad. I love Daniel. Look at this. 
Verse 4, so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they couldn't find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. My God, my God. It said the other people, the, the, the regular people that live there, they tripping. They said, we got to find some fault in Daniel, and they couldn't find nothing. Look at this. Andrew Smith said this. People fear what they don't understand and hate what they can't conquer. Amen. Wow. Okay. You wow. didn't feel that? Well, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'll say it again, man. People fear what they don't understand and hate what they can't conquer. That's Andrew Smith. Uh, if you didn't feel that, Tupac Shakur said, rule number one, I thought you knew, uh, people going to hate you for whatever you do, amen. That's what Tupac said, amen. So I look at that and notice, watch this, people are going to hate you for whatever you do, whether I do something or I do nothing. So if they're going to hate on me anyway, I might as well be exceptional. I might as well have an excellent spirit if they're going to hate on me anyway. I love this. He was fine, faithful at his job. Can, can, can God say the same thing about us? He was found faithful in his place of work first. I love that they tried to find fault in Daniel, but they said he was faithful in his place of work. I love this. The same person he was at home was the same person he was at work. Uh, the same person he was right then is the same person you see out there. Are we the same people or are we living double lives? I love that Daniel was a faithful brother. He's cool in the game. So look at this. Daniel 6 and 5. Then these men said, we should not find any charge against Daniel unless we find it against him. Concerning the law of his God. Woo! They, Daniel was a bad brother. I love this. People that disliked Daniel, they didn't couldn't stand him. Had disdain in their heart for Daniel. Couldn't stop, just couldn't stand his brother. Watch this. But they couldn't deny his love for God. Yeah. Uh, they, they couldn't stand him, didn't like him. They, they, you ever had somebody just couldn't stand? You don't know why you don't like me. I don't know why you don't like me. I ain't never did nothing wrong to you. I ain't never, never I spoke to you every time right. I saw you. I said hello. I smiled in your right. face. I ain't never thought nothing bad about you. Don't even know why. And they don't like you and can't stand you. That's trip. But only thing they could say is, you know what? He loved God. Can you still have that testimony even when people know they can't stand you? Say, you know what? I know I did him wrong. I know I talked about him. I know I don't even like him, but they love God for real. Can, can, can that be said about you? I love this. Daniel had a testimony. They didn't realize that. And there's something about being found faithful. Woo. Come on. Yes. They are worried about Daniel, and Daniel ain't even thinking about them. <laughs> you notice that? The Bible doesn't tell us they on Daniel's radar, that he's on theirs. They focusing on him so much. Watch this. He's about to get promoted, but they focusing on him. Uh, if they focus on their job just as much as they focus on Brother Daniel, maybe they'd be up for promotion too, amen. Yeah, and if they focus on what they were supposed to be doing, amen. Uh, quick testimony, I remember uh, at the post office uh, when I was going through, I started off as a carrier and I decided, you know what, I wanted to become a supervisor. So I, I'm young and, and I had never supervised before, but I took the test and passed it, glory to God. And I didn't get hired in the first round, but I got hired in the second round and I'm 25. I'm the youngest supervisor in the city and people would say, how'd you get that job? I mean, you ain't never supervised before. I mean, I don't understand why they give it to you. Well, if you wanted a job, why didn't you just work for the job and apply for the job? Why are you worried about me and what I got going on? When people are worried about you, let them worry. Don't worry about nothing they got to do or what they got to say. You keep living your life because they worry won't stop your blessing. Amen. They can worry all they want, but guess what? This is me and God. Me and God got this. He told me to pursue this, so I'm going to pursue it with my whole heart. You can't worry about other people. If they were worried about their business, maybe King Darius would have promoted them. Ooh, look at this, look at this. Daniel 6 and 6. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live the king. My God, my God. About to get you some free game right here. It's free game right here. 
You got to be willing to avoid these people. Watch this. You got to avoid two people in life. Watch this. You got to avoid being these type of people. Excuse me. Two people. Number one is a people pleaser. Woo, Jesus, y'all ain't hear me, amen, lights and walls. Uh, you got to avoid being a people pleaser, amen. Why is that so important? Because your job is to please God, not to be mean. That's not what I'm saying. Your job is to please God, and we get caught up so much trying to please people. Watch this. We miss the call of God on our life. We, we please people so much and serve them and don't serve God. Ain't that a trip? We get so caught up. We got to do what they say and make them happy. And if they ain't happy, my whole life's a mess. No, no, no. Your whole life a mess if God ain't happy. Your whole life a mess if God ain't on, on your side, amen. You do not want to be a people pleaser. We got to be careful, y'all, because it's so easy to get caught up in that. And the other one, watch this, is loving to be pleased by people. Preach, PG. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, I promise I am. So I don't want to be a people pleaser, and I don't want to be somebody that loves to get pleased by people. Now, don't get me wrong. We all like to be told we're doing a good job. We all like to be told and appreciate. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with that. Watch this. But when you depend on it, watch this. As a, watch this. When you depend on the praises for people, users and abusers will pick that out. Trying to help you out today. Amen. You can't, can't be these kind of people. Watch this. We got to understand. Users and abusers look for that. They know that. They come up to the king. They stroking his ego. They saying, king, king. Oh, long live Darius. And Darius must love to be pleased. These people come to him and say, long live the king. They stroke his evil. Watch this. You better be able to have your radar on because you got to be able to, 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 to determine who's a deceiver. Be careful if you can't determine who's a dece deceiver because if you can't, them people going to use you and use you up. They're going to use you to ain't nothing left. They're going to abuse you and use you and they going to think nothing about it. And when you done and ran to the ground, they're going to toss you to the side and find somebody else. They can use and abuse. You got to be able to determine who is a deceiver? Darius don't know that. He said, I'll live the king. He feeling good and great. They come into his office uh, hyping me up and all this stuff. So look at this. Look at this. Wow. Verse chapter six, I mean, chapter 6, verse 7, the B clause says this. Give orders for the next 30 days. Any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the lion's den. So this is a new law that came up to him because they was mad at Daniel. Said, "Look here, we can't find no dirt on Daniel, amen. We we can't we can't find any dirt on Daniel. Ain't that a trip? They can't find no dirt on him. I, but 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 something concerning his guy, they can't find any dirt. Says, so look here, King. For the next thirty days, can't nobody pray to nobody but you. You the man. You all that. Can't nobody pray. Be careful. Watch this. This is for everyone, but especially if you have some power and prestige in your life. Be careful when people want to come to you and butter your toast." You got, you got to have your radar on. Be careful when people want to sprinkle some of mama seasoning on your life and, stuff, and talk that good stuff and that good game and sprinkle that seasoning on you. You got to be careful. Watch this because they are making him make an irrational decision and an irresponsible decision. When people use and abuse, they, they catch you up to make irrational and irresponsible decisions that you didn't plan on making. Darius has to know how serious Daniel is about his God. He has to heard the testimony he had with King Nebuchadnezzar. He has to heard the prophetic word he gave to King Best, the best Eshar. He has to see known his three friends came out of the fiery furnace. He knows Daniel's a man of God, yet he's so focused on nobody praying to him and bowing down to him, he can't think of nothing else. And number two, who told you you need to be prayed to? Who told, who told Darius he was that special? Who told King Darius he was all that and then some? Nobody. So he's tripping y'all, but they had a plan. The deceivers had a plan. Come on. So the first thing we gotta we gotta recognize about Daniel's life that's empowering the VIPs. Watch this. Personal piety, amen. Personal piety, amen. What is that? 
uh, piety, piety, excuse me, personal piety. So piety is worthy, commendable, uh, showing or having devote, devotion to a deity, all right? So that's what piety is. I want to understand that I got to have some personal piety. I got to uh, understand that I need God in my life. And in my needing of God, I got to have the mind frame to worship God at all costs. Amen. Look at yeah. this. Daniel 6, 10, and 11. But when Daniel learned the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. When his windows were open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he did always, and gave thanks to God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. Woo. I love this. Daniel wasn't tripping about nobody. He said, oh, the law was signed. Guess what? I'm still praying. Amen. Are yeah. oh, y'all tripping on y'all? Ain't nothing going to change. God been too good for me. Amen. I could have died when he, they took the captives. Amen. Some people didn't even make it to Babylon. Amen. I made it to Babylon. God's been showing me favor. I love this. Daniel had an excellent spirit in him. And I'm reading a book. Watch this. called Be Exceptional. Amen. The book is called Be Exceptional. I actually saw it. It jumped out to me in the airport coming home from Hawaii. I'm going in there just to get some orange juice real quick. Couldn't find no orange juice. And that book just caught my attention called Be Exceptional. And it's by uh, Joe Navarro, a retired FBI specialist. And he broke down the, uh, the five characteristics of exceptional people, all right? So I love this. The, the first one, though, is self-mastery, the heart of exceptional. Woo. So he says, watch it. Before you even think about being exceptional, you've got to master yourself. Amen. He look at this quote. He says, command over everyday behaviors allow exceptional people to build scaffolds of knowledge and emotional stability. It enables them to stick with their self-apprenticeship. Oh my God, my God. So we got to understand the importance, watch this, that I got to learn to master myself in the beginning. Yeah. If I'm going to be exceptional in life, if I'm going to walk in my purpose, my destiny, and do whatever God has called me to do and be that person for my family, I got to first learn to master myself. Woo, ain't that a trip? We can get a master degree and have trouble mastering ourselves. Amen. Ain't that a trip how we can do that? We can go to school and get master's degree. But when it comes to mastering me, Lord have mercy. Uh, I love this. So the book is motivating me in that sense. And I looked at Daniel's life and I said, Daniel, you know what? Has some self-mastery going on. Because he knelt down as usual with the windows open. That means he was unbothered about whatever they did. He didn't care what they said. He didn't care what the law said. This is my routine. I pray to God every day. I get on my knees. I face Jerusalem. And I pray to God every day. Nobody going to change that. Not one damn person going to change that. So he unbothered and let the windows open too. Watch this. He's unashamed. My God, I love that about that. He's unbothered about him, but he's unashamed about who he is in God. Amen. He says, you know what? I gave God thanks all this time. I'm not about to stop now. I gave God praise all this time. Nothing about to stop me now. So we see Daniel. He's bowed down. The officials see him. Now we see a perilous problem. A perilous problem. A severe problem. Watch this. Verse uh, 13 and 14. They replied, your majesty, the toast butters. Your majesty. <laughs> Daniel, one of your captives, refuses to obey your order of the decree that you signed. He prays three times a day, not just once, three times a day. How long they had to sit there to watch him pray, man? And they supposed to be working. They're not talking about that. And they supposed to be worried about their job. They sit there and watch that man. I wonder why the kingdom a mess. No wonder why he's trying to put Daniel in, in charge of everything. Because they doing that to watch Daniel. They sure ain't working when they ain't watching Daniel. Amen. So, so, so the king was very displeased when he heard this. He tried every way he could to think to save Daniel until sundown. He did everything he could to rescue him. So now Darius and thought about his consequences of what he did. Yeah. He can't change the law. He's messed up. 
uh, he made this law to, to discriminate and incriminate Daniel. This Aregis law, he made it. So now we have a problem. Daniel is facing death. Daniel is about to get killed because of the law. And the king has regret. He's hurting. He's paying. So everything about this situation, watch, also seems unfair. So watch this. I can be unbothered by what other people are doing and still serve God. I can be unashamed and live for God and not care what they say about me, but I still can be put in a situation that's unfair. I'm trying to help somebody today. Because we go through it, and the first thing our mind says is, why, God, am I going through this? And God, if you love me, why am I going through this? And God, I'm supposed to love you. You're supposed to be this, and you're supposed to be that. How am I going through? Daniel, it said, was an excellent man, had an excellent spirit, prayed three times a day, served God, fasted, watched what he ate, and he still put in an unfair situation. How many of us is living like that? How many of us is doing what Daniel is doing? And Daniel still had to go through. So how dare we get upset with God when a trial or tribulation come in our life? Don't you know trials test your faith? Don't you know trials build you up? Don't you know trials make you stronger in the Lord? Don't you know faith isn't faith unless it's tested? Ooh, so Daniel is tripping, y'all. He's in an unfair situation. So the king gave the order and said, look here. Go ahead and bring Daniel. You waited all day. Bring Daniel here. Yeah. I'm going to take him to the lion's den myself. He told Daniel, may your God, whom you always worship, save you. My God. Wow. Woo, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Daniel 6 and 18. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night without food or company. Yeah. He couldn't get any sleep. Watch this. My. So, so, so Daniel was unbothered about what they was doing. Daniel was unashamed about who he was in God, right? And then he got put in an unfair situation. But his unfair situation allowed the king's pride to get unraveled. Woo! Uh, the king is tripping now. At first he was high and mighty, toast buttered, feeling good. Now he hurting it. His hurt, his heart is hurt. He got guilt. He feel bad because then you gotta go through something because he because he made a crazy law. But he's hopeful. He said, Daniel, the God you worship, I hope he saved you. Woo! Then he carried that weight to his room. He didn't want no company, no food. It doesn't sound like fasting to me, amen. That he didn't want to eat, that he went on a fast for Daniel, amen. Ooh, ain't that a trip that, that, that because what I'm going through, because my relationship with God, and because even though you did me wrong, you know the God I serve, now you fasting for me, now you hoping God saved me. You, you put me in this situation, and now you praying to my God. Did he just give the king some faith in his God? Did he just change the king? The king wanted everybody to pray to him for 30 days. Now the king said, I need your God to save you. The God you worship, I need him to show up. I don't want no company tonight. I can have all the women. I can have all the food. I can have all the fruit. I don't want none of that. I need God tonight to show up. I'm fasting for you. So the Bible says he sat there from dawn, night to dawn. As soon as daylight broke, he ran quickly to the lion's den. Y'all, I'm almost done. Uh, uh, y'all shout. I know everybody was here last week. I said he sat up all night until the dawn. Didn't we talk about God turning things around in the midnight hour of power? My victory and praise, amen, that God is such a God that sometimes that he shook the jail at midnight, amen, that, that sometimes God can do some things in the midnight hour that sometimes when we can't sleep and we think we up and we trying to watch TV, I got that best time. I want to watch TV now. Nah, next time, hit me nothing. Say, baby, go to that closet, amen. God talking to you, amen. I need to go pray and sit down and see what God is saying because he's moving foundation. Sometimes he got to show up in the midnight hour because that's the only time we can rest. The only time we can focus and we busy with kids. We busy with life. We busy with everything else. Sometimes he got to wake us up in the middle of the night so we can sit there and listen to what he's saying. So the uh, the Darius was up all night and he goes to see about him early in the morning. So we seen what? Personal pious. Watch this. The piety. 
led to a perilous problem. So Daniel's worship led to a real problem. Next we see, watch this, unfathomable protection. Uh, what do you mean, Pastor? Look at this, verse 6, 20, 21. As he came near the den, when Daniel... When Daniel, excuse me, when Daniel was the king, when he came near the den where Daniel was, the king called to Daniel with anguish in his voice. Yeah. Daniel, servant of the living God, was God, whom you always worship, able to save you from the lion's den. Mm. Daniel said to the king, your majesty, may you live forever. My God, y'all miss y'all shout. It's cool in the game. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to read that again. I think y'all miss y'all shout. Uh, the king came with his voice in anguish and said, Daniel, servant of the living God. He knew who he was. was from who you always worship. Was he able to save you from the lions? Wow. Daniel said to a king, I'm sorry, if I, if I feel in a lion pit at the zoo, I don't know if y'all expect me to say anything after that. Amen. I don't think I'm coming out. Amen. Uh, y'all miss y'all shout again. That, that he went to the lion's den and was talking, expecting just lions roaring to hear back. And Daniel said, your majesty, may you live forever. I got the right butter for your toast. Come on. I'm, I'm going to show you how good God is. Amen. He said, Daniel, servant of the most high God. I love this. He knew who he was. He said, you are the servant of the most high God, even though I messed up whom you always worship. So he already knew Daniel was praying three times a week. Yeah. He already knew that it wasn't just a Sunday thing for Daniel, amen. It just right. wasn't a Sabbath day. No, no. Daniel do the same thing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It says every day he prayed three times a day towards noon. I love this. So King Darius, watch this. He missed the history lesson. Because if King Darius really knew who Daniel was and his friends, he would have known that Daniel and his friends, watch this, had faced death. That they were put in a fiery furnace, turned up seven times higher than before. That it burnt up the men that was already there. They tried to put them in, it burnt them in. He would have known that, 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 that when King Nebuchadnezzar looked inside that thing and said, Hold up, I know I put three men in here, but it's four and one like the Son of God. He would have known that, watch this, the strings that they tied him up with burnt off with their clothes or their body didn't burn. Y'all can shout when y'all feel me. Uh, he would have known that God said, Nebuchadnezzar said, bring them out. Let me see them. And even their clothes didn't smell like smoke. The point is, if he knew who Daniel was and he put him in the light, then if God did it before, he can do it again. Uh, uh, the God I saw, if he did it before, if he did it for you, he can do it for me. God is not a respectful person. If God will bless your life, if God will show up and show out, if God will bust a move, if God will open up the windows of heaven, if God will split a red sea for Moses, God can and he will. If he did it before, he can do it again. And Daniel was excited saying, look here, king, may you live forever. I'm free. Look at this. 6 and 22 when I'm done, y'all. May, may my God send his angel to shut the lion's mouth so they couldn't hurt me. He did this because he considered me innocent, your majesty, and didn't commit any crime. Woo! His integrity kept him. See, God looked about it just, just like the three Hebrew boys. They said, look here, even if, I, even if our God is able to save us, but even if he don't, I know he can. Yeah. So Daniel yeah. said, look here, I ain't did nothing wrong. So even if God decides not to save me, well, I know he can. Yeah. And he didn't find no fault in me. So I'm good. I'm innocent. Whether it be on earth or in heaven, I'm innocent. So Daniel was unbothered by the law. Watch this. Unashamed to pray before people. He praised God unwavering, no matter what they saw, what they did. He was put in an unfair situation. It's a trip, y'all. He was faced in death, but all that led to unusual favor. 
Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm in a season of my life. I need unusual favor. I need God to show up and show out. I need God to open up some doors that people see and they recognize as God the king. And them other men recognize that it was God that touched Daniel's life. Watch this. Not only did he close the lion's mouth. Get this, y'all. I promise and I'm done. He said God protected me. He closed the lion's mouth. Who said they couldn't scratch? A lion's got claws last time I checked. Who said they couldn't scratch? Who said they couldn't claw him to death? They didn't have to eat him. They could have clawed him to death. Ah, anybody beside me know God will protect your front, back, and side to side. That God is so good. They said when the enemy come in one way, they have flee seven ways. Amen. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. That I serve a God that protects me when I'm in God's will, his way, and his word. It's like I got a force field around me. Certain things ain't allowed to touch me. Certain things can't hit me. I don't care what the enemy says. In fact, if the enemy did it, watch this. He got to ask permission from God before it even come near me. Amen. That he can't even get near me unless God allow it. And if God allowed it, it must be for a testimony like Daniel so he can bring me out and share my faith with other people. Amen. And he's going to bring me out. So we serve a God that is amazing. A God that does so much. And in the midst of all this, he protected Daniel. And the sad part of it is, is those men that watched Daniel and was worried about Daniel. Worried about his life and what he's doing and his every move. Yeah, King Darius ordered him to be thrown in the lion's den. But not only them, they families as well. Wow. So because, watch this, while I talk to my brothers, how powerful we are as men, watch this. Decisions we make can either bless our family or destroy our yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all catch that? These Come brothers on. went around plotting on Daniel. These brothers went around scoping and seeing what kind of dirt they can find on Daniel. And in the end, God delivered him and brought him out. But not only did they get thrown in the lion's den. Cold-blooded, all because they wouldn't worry about what they could do on their own and worried about him. Father God, help us today, oh God. We pray, Father God, right now that you would touch us in a mighty way. We stand, oh God, that today through your word, I pray, you showed us that there is victory in prayer. That if we pray, oh God, that we humble ourselves, that we humble ourselves. That the book of Daniel, I encourage you to read it. That's the first book of the Bible I've ever finished holy. My son's name is Daniel, amen. And, and that's part of that. But, but Daniel prayed, y'all. Daniel kept his face before God. Daniel wasn't perfect. Now, now, verse nine said he fasted for three. Chapter nine said he fasted for three weeks and he confessed his sins and his people's sins. Daniel wasn't perfect, but Daniel knew where his help came from. Yes, God. Daniel, Daniel said, "You know what? Even if I got some issues, I'm not gonna stop praying. Yes. Even if I got some issues, I'm not gonna stop worshiping. Even if I got some issues, I ain't gonna let nothing stop me yes. from getting to what I gotta get to from my God." Because he is my help, he is my strength, he is my light, he is my shield, he is my buckler, he is everything to me. And without him, there's nothing I can do. I don't know where everyone sits in their life, whether it be here or virtual, God, but if someone is in the need of you, oh God, it says, God, I need to get to a point in my life, watch this, that I know my prayers ain't hitting the ceilings. I need to know my prayers is hitting the throne room of heaven. And they're being heard and answered. How do, how do we know that? Because of our relationship. Yeah. And sometimes, watch this, God is so good, we pray for things, we forget he answered them. We didn't ask God to do this, do it. So much time that went by, we didn't forget wow. to even thank him for what he's done. So I know God to be true, to be a healer. And all of us have, all of us have got to learn that this life is fleeing and fading away. Lady Thomas even said it last night. Want to bless the base family this morning that young people are dying at an enormous rate from gun violence, unnecessary violence, 
relationships. We've seen domestic situations, babies. It's just been crazy. And all I know is Jesus the answer. All I know is Jesus still saves. Real quick, and I'm doing altar call, but think about this. Think about it as a country. If we took the next six months and said, you know what? We're going to follow Jesus and all his teaching. What kind of state do you think our country would be in? You don't even have to believe. Just, just love your neighbor as yourself. Repent if you do wrong. Love people. Go the extra mile. Take the clothes off your back and give to them. Show them. If we just follow the Bible for six months, I guarantee our nation would change. But somebody got to be the we got to be the groundbreakers. Somebody got to be the ones that started off. Somebody gonna say, "I believe in God enough that I believe." Watch this. He can change not only my household. He can change my neighborhood. He can change my city. He can change the state, the country, wherever realm I'm in. But it takes a group of believers to do so. So if you don't believe Christ and you don't know what Christ I extend you to offer to get saved today, uh, none of us know when he's going to come. And I don't use scare tactics to save people. I say it all the time. I got to scare you to be saved. It ain't going to work. If somebody got to scare you, amen. And I believe heaven is real. I believe hell is real. Amen. I, I, I believe all that. But if somebody got to scare you into worship God, it ain't going to work. That's abuse. And God ain't into abusive relationships. God's a God of love. That God loves us enough. Watch this. He loves us so much, he allows us to make our own decisions. He, he, don't, he don't force nobody to come to him. He don't force nobody to love him. Because he wants your heart desire to be met. And if your heart desire isn't to spend eternity with him, he's going to let you do that. Because he don't want to force you. Amen. Well, you've been in love before you know a loving relationship is you want to be there. You want to go home. You want to be with that person. Same it is with God. Who designed what love is. So if you don't know Christ and a partner of your sins, I want to give you the invitation to give your life to Christ today, whoever you may be, whether you're here or online. If you don't know Jesus and a pardon of your sins, give your life to Christ. He loves you. He died for you. He bled for you. He cares for you. Give your life to him. And then if not, if you do know, maybe maybe you do know him, but you just want some special prayer today. I, be, I, I would love to be honored to pray with you, whatever you may need praying for, some help for, some strength, whatever it may be. Just know that God is real and he can if you need it. We are here, whatever the case may be. So if anyone needs prayer or to give their life for Christ or, re or, or, or rededicate their life to Christ, say, hey, you know what, Pastor? I've been off. I've been tripping, tripping. Amen. I've just been doing whatever I want to do, how I want to do it, and I've been flowing, living my life. But now I understand that without God, nothing else matters. That without God, I need him every step of the way. I need him for every ounce of the strip, whatever it may be. So if you need to be saved, re rededicate your life, or maybe you even need special prayer. We're going to give you a time to do so as well, whatever it may be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. You know me. I don't, I don't stretch it out. Amen. Give God some praise. Amen. For his word. Amen. Can you God some praise for his word and what he's done? I'm still going to pray for you all real quick. Just because the Lord, I ask, oh God, you blessed, oh God, your people, oh God. Whether they be in the sanctuary online today, oh God, I pray, oh God, this word has pierced their heart, oh God. If you have softened it through their worship, oh God, that the word touched their heart, oh God, to help us to show, oh God, that you have called us, watch this, to have excellent spirits. You have called us to be exceptional, God, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, oh God, that we are very important people in your sight, oh God. And because of that, Father God, we need to lift you up at all times and give you all the glory, oh God. So we pray, oh God, that you get the glory out of our lives, oh God. We pray, oh God, that you get the glory 
glory, the honor, and the praise, oh God, that men may see our good works, oh God, and glorify our Father in heaven. That means that we let our light shine, oh God. So we believe that and we stand on your word now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Give God the praise. Amen. amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right, well, if anybody, I'm sorry. Uh, if anybody did want to join today, I do want to extend the invitation. If I wasn't clear, I apologize. If anybody did want to join, please let us know. Um, you can come to the front right now, or you can talk to us after church, whatever, whatever it is, no pressure. But if anybody did, I'm sorry. I didn't want to make that clear, amen, if I didn't. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. amen. All right, all right. Uh, quick, we're going to do uh, quick announcements real quick, and then we're going to do an offering. So the main uh, announcement that I have is that um, we've done something called Rooted, um, which has been an amazing experience. So it's a 10-week um, experience where we go through this book. Uh, it's the seven rhythms of the church. So it's, it's, a, it's a small group in a sense, but it's really designed to help you learn God, definitely build your own personal relationship, and connect to the church as well. It's, it's, it's a beautiful experience. We went through it. Uh, we felt a lot of growth. You grow with your group. You feel uh, you feel their pain. You learn to pray for one another. You fast together. Um, you talk about strongholds. It's just a real great experience. So we're going to ha have another one starting September 15th is the plan. Um, I would like, if you want to do this, please let us know. You don't have to be a member to do Rooted, amen. But if you are a new member, we do want you to go through Rooted, amen, because it's a good experience. And it, and it helps us to understand who we are in Christ. who we are in Christ and our purpose in life as well. Amen. So uh, if you would like that, please just ask us for some information. I do have to order the books. The books are $15 a piece. So you do have to buy your own book. And I do have, I want to order them all, but by September 1st or that week. So I make sure we get them here in time. They sent the UPS, but it's a rooted experience. Amen. If you've been to rooted, you lift your hand up real quick. Amen. I'm a rooted people. Amen. If you've been to rooted. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Malika ain't lifting up her hand though. Amen. Rooted, amen, yeah, there we go, amen, yeah. <laughs> so we went through Rooted, amen, so I want to experience it, and I want you guys to grow from it as well. So we'll start that again, September 15th, it's 10 weeks, amen. So if you want more information, come and talk to us, and we will get that to you as well, all right. No more announcements, right? All right, amen, well, we're going to do our offering, amen, we do our offering at the end. So um, as you can um, get ready to give, we have uh, ways to give, we have Cash App, uh, be on the screen. We have our text to give as well. Will be on the screen as well um, for our giving. Amen. So if you are, if you just give old school, we got tied envelopes. If you did not get an envelope, please raise your hand. I'll sure give you an envelope. If you did not get an envelope, so we have the uh, offering to the envelope. If you need a swipe, we do swipe as well. Because also we do have the ways to give on the screen as well. So if you want to give, please. We thank you for all giving. We thank you for all seed being sown. Amen. And to the ministry, we appreciate it.